Welcome to another message from Citizen Heights. We are located in the nation's capital, where our heart is to inspire hope, remove limitations, and help you experience God's possible for your life. Join Pastors Michael and Heather Giroux in their passion to help you live your best life. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging and uplifting message. All right. Happy Memorial Day weekend. And we have so much to celebrate, don't we? Thanks to so many that have gone before us, we have a lot to celebrate and a lot to remember. Well, I am so excited to be with you today. I just wanna say welcome to our Dulles campus. We are connected this morning. We're all clapping for you here. And also our online campus, wherever you're tuning in from around the globe, we're so excited. We are one church in many rooms, amen? And so we're ready to hear the word this morning, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to um, bring a message that has been burning in my heart this year, actually since the beginning of 2022. But before I do that, I have to have a proud mom moment. Is that okay? I spent the week in Phoenix with my husband, Michael, of course, who um, you all know and love, and a couple of our kids. We went out to celebrate our eldest son, who graduated from um, a Bible college program. And yeah, so he, we're very proud of him. But the big news, the big surprise news was that he proposed to his girlfriend. And I have some pictures to share with you. Yes, that is Caden, my oldest boy. And he is his girlfriend, Brooklyn Bradfield. And here's their photo, aren't they darling? So anyway, we are gonna have a girl in the family, guys. Woo! <laughs> bringing it in, we're bringing it in. Um, we're so excited, so in case they're tuning in, congratulations, guys. But anyway, congratulations to us, right? So um, they are, they're, they're so excited. So I don't know what the wedding date is or any of that, but I do know that they plan on settling here in the DMV area. So we're very excited about that. And many of you who watch Caden grow up, it's crazy. And if we start keep talking about it, we're all going to be crying. So we're going to just stop. I already cried three times this morning talking to different friends and all of that. So let's dive right into the message this morning. I have a message that I feel like God has just been burning in my heart since the beginning of the new year. And we all know that in January of of this year, we had our vision day, and we just talked about how we're believing for God to do once again new things in our lives, amen? That we're trusting God with the things that we don't understand this year, and that we're believing that once more, he is going to birth something new inside of each and every one of us, amen? It was a time of regathering for us, right? After, after the global pandemic, it was a time of, of kind of transitioning into what we're believing and trusting God for to be a new season, a step up in faith, and just trusting God with whatever it is that he has in our future. And so I'm excited today to um, just invite you to continue on that theme and, and open your Bibles with me this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to read together verse 16. Are you excited to invite Jesus into your every moment today? Yeah? Isn't it good that the, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning? Amen? And that every day is a fresh opportunity to hear his voice, to say yes to him, and to allow him to 
to expand our hearts and minds, to transform us from the inside out. And so I'm excited to share this this morning. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4, 16. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Isn't that encouraging? Let's pray today. Father, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you that you have a fresh word for each of us. God, thank you that it's not an accident. Whatever seat we're sitting in this morning across Virginia and, and, and D.C., Father, we thank you that, that you have something fresh and new for us. God, wherever our online campus is tuning in from, Father, thank you that it is not by accident that we're hearing these words in this moment. Father, thank you that your word today is alive and it's active and it's having its way in our hearts. We invite you to do something new, to speak to our hearts, to change our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I read this verse and there's so many good things in this verse, but I definitely see contradiction. Though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly, God is renewing us day by day. And I, I find that in, our, in my walk of faith, as I follow Jesus, and I'm a disciple and follower of him, and in a walk of faith in our lives, oftentimes we feel like, or we can feel like, we're living in a contradiction. Do you ever think that? Right? There's lots of verses that, in the Bible that seem like that, right? One that comes to mind is, when I feel weak, then he is strong, right? His strength is made perfect in my weakness. And so when I read this, I see this, although that I'm wasting away on the outside, but God is doing something on the inside, day by day. Sometimes walking in faith, it's, it's, it's learning to see with eyes of faith. Following Jesus is, is, is kind of learning to not see just what I'm seeing as reality around me and the physical world around me, but learning to see with eyes of faith, learning to understand a new way of thinking and a new way of living and a new way of walking. As I grow spiritually, I'm being transformed by the power of God's word from the inside out. And so I see things differently. I see people differently. I see myself differently. And it's, but it's a contradiction oftentimes because we live in a world where we see injustice. We experience grief and loss. And there are so many heavy things happening in the world around us. As people of faith, how do we walk that out? How do we carry what we're supposed to carry and leave with Jesus what he needs to carry? Amen? The Bible says here so beautifully, do not lose heart. Therefore, we don't lose heart. I believe that this message comes to us today to bring encouragement. Some of us feel discouraged. Some of us feel like we've had setbacks. Sometimes it's hard to look around in the world around us and really lean into faith. The definition of lose, of lose heart is to, is to simply begin to feel that you cannot do what you once thought you could do. What you set out to do, what you were trying to accomplish, you begin to feel discouraged. Life has a way of knocking the wind out of our sails. Isn't that true? 
Life has a way of doing that. Bad things happen, and, and, and God promises to always be with us, right? But sometimes we find ourselves just, whew, right? It can be a lot. Life can kind of come at you if you're not continually, continually day by day, allowing him to renew us to renew you, to renew you. You know, the, the Bible is so clear. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart. This verse in 2 Corinthians, you know, sometimes we read the Bible, we come into church, and it's like, well, that's just, of course that's what the pastor's gonna say. Of course what that, that's what that verse says. No, Paul is writing to the Corinthian church here, and he's talking to them in a time of persecution, in a time where people were being killed for their faith, in a time where people were being imprisoned, in a time where there was a lot of conflict, there was a lot of injustice around them. There was death, there was loss, there was confusion, there was grief. And he was saying, therefore, we do not lose heart because we're keeping our eyes on the prize. We're keeping our focus instead of Peter, like when he walked on the water, and he began to focus on the storm instead of the God of the storm. He began to allow life to sink him. And Paul comes and he says, listen, therefore we do not lose heart because although things look grim around you, I am renewing you day by day. I'm renewing you day by day. So do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. You know, you can't be discouraged if you never had courage. Right? You can't feel stuck where you are and need to turn the page if you never stepped out and tried something new to begin with. You can't feel exhausted if you never expended energy in the first place. This is part of the human experience. And here's a promise that God gives us, do not lose heart because he says he will renew us. Renew is harder than just new. Because we love new, don't we? Newly engaged, new relationship, everything's great. I was showing Pastor Carlos the video of their engagement video. He's like, I wanna get married again. Right? New is great. There's no problems, there's no kids, there's nothing. <laughs> new is new. But what happens when you get a few years down the road and you get, have a health challenge, you have a financial challenge, you have a something else challenge? Come on. God says, I will renew you. I come to make things new. Maybe you feel like you've, you're on the path, you were following God and you had a dream and suddenly you find yourself in these situations and you're losing heart. The Bible talks about guarding our hearts, but we don't always do a great job. The Bible says, above all, guard your heart, because out of that flows the very issue of life. Everything about our life comes out of what's happening in here, amen? And God says, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart because although things look one way, know this, my promise is that I will renew you. I will renew you day by day.
God's promise to renew us. Renew is an interesting word because re means once more. New means something that's never been done before. So renew means I'm gonna do something new inside of you that's never been done before. Can you trust him for that today? Maybe you came into church today and it's like, I want to experience what I used to experience when I came, you know, I want, like I need to go back to the old days of when I trusted God. God isn't stuck in the good old days. He has something new for you. He's not out of fresh ideas, amen? He is an inexhaustible resource of the newness and life that he brings. He's not tired, he's not unsure. He's here to meet us day after day. He says, I want to renew you. Whatever you're sitting in, whatever your situation is, wherever your struggle is, he says, I will renew you. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. But he says, inwardly, we're being renewed, what? Day by day. Okay, let's talk about day by day. This isn't a Sunday kind of faith, amen? If you're gonna make it in life, if you're gonna believe God for all that he has for you, if you're gonna experience that next level that he wants to take you in, if you're gonna ex experience that uh, rebirth, that renewed sense of his presence in your life, if you're gonna achieve the dreams that he's put in your heart, it's a day-by-day -day thing. It's a day-by-day -day thing. Can I read to you a verse that I just love in Colossians 3, 7, 8, and 9? It says, you used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. Since you have taken off, yeah, since you have taken off the, um, your old self with its practices, okay, so you used to live this way. Since you have taken off your old self with its practices, that's the, 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 the transformation that takes place when you accept Christ in your life, amen? You put off your old way and you put on this new way and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, us, you and I. We're created in his image. And the process, the journey of faith that we're on as followers of Jesus is learning to see with eyes of faith the situation that we're in, the situation around us, the world that we're living in. We don't look with natural eyes. We see spiritual eyes. We understand that our struggle isn't against people, but it's against darkness, amen? That eternity is our goal, and the enemy comes to kind of trip us up, to try to make us lose our way along the way. So we're called daily to put off our old self and take up our new self and to allow ourselves to be transformed into his image, to pursue him in a way daily to be transformed, to be transformed. A daily decision to tr surrender is really a matter of faith, isn't it? It's a matter of deep faith, leaning into faith. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. We are very smart, educated, capable people. 
in the DMV, aren't we? Right? It's a big part of our identity. And God is calling us not to lay aside our intellect or not use wisdom in how we walk, but rather to not lean on our own understanding. Our own understanding helps to guide us. But God says, listen, lean into faith because you're not gonna understand everything that happens. There are things that are gonna happen in our lives. There are gonna be outcomes that we didn't anticipate. There are disappointments along the road of life. There are storms that come. And if we're leaning on our own understanding, we're going to find ourselves shipwrecked. God says, trust in me with all your heart. Lean into faith. Put your weight into your faith in Jesus' name. It's a daily decision. Do I really believe that God knows what is best for me? I see things wasting away, but inwardly I'm being renewed. Do I really trust him to finish what he's begun in my life? Do I really believe that he loves me the way he says he loves me? Come on. Do I believe that his favor is on my life when I'm walking into that interview? Do I believe that he is with me as I navigate this health journey? Am I trusting him for outcomes that are above and beyond anything I can ask, think, or imagine? Because I'm fully leaning into faith. Renew day by day requires surrender to God's will, to God's word, and to his ways. Surrender is one of those hard words for us, right? Because it means I'm giving up my own. And gosh, don't we hang on? We're like, why can't we hang on to our plan and our path and our dream and just have God do his like magic stamp? A lot of times that's how we come, isn't it? We come to God and we think that he's going to elevate our pre-existing lifestyle, our preferences. Now that I have faith, it's like a little cherry on top of what I've already built for myself. But that's not how it works. He says, I want your whole life. I want your whole heart. I want you to surrender all of who you are to me and allow me to direct your path. The thing is, that process of surrender, you learn, oh wow, he does know what he's doing. This is bigger, this is better, this is beyond, this is more fulfilling. He's ministering to me in ways that I didn't even know I needed. And I'm walking in wholeness and I'm being fulfilled at a place that I never thought possible. Amen. The verses that I just wrote, uh, read to you is talking about, talking about um, putting our faith in him and the image of the one who created us. You know, we have to learn how to wait on God and put our hope in him. I love DIY shows. Anyone like the DIY shows? Like the, the, I love to see old houses being restored into new, beautiful, palatial places, all neatly tucked into a one-hour little boom, done, right? So fulfilling. So fulfilling. So deceptive. <laughs> because we think that that's how it happens. Come on. I live in a 100-year-old house that we have this beautiful, like, original woodwork. But it's, like, scratched and, 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 and flaky, and I wish I could afford to, like, 
have someone come in and like redo all my old woodwork. But I watch these shows where like a couple will take three months or six months and they'll do every piece by hand. Renew. It's a day by day thing. It takes time, attention to detail, but God is in it. He wants to do something so deep and so real and so lasting in your life if you'd simply allow him, if you'd simply allow him to do that. I wanna give you three areas that God renews us as we surrender to him, as we trust him, as we lean into faith, as we walk with him and trust in his promises that he is renewing us day by day. The first, the first area of our lives is that he renews our minds. He renews our minds. I feel like we've talked about this so much this year, but we can't speed past this without just bringing it up one more time. He changes the way we think through the power of the truth of his word. If your life is not built on the bedrock, on the rock of the word of God, we are not going to stand the test of time. Our faith will not last. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 21 through 24, it says this, when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. You know that sin is deceitful. And our comfort zone, we need to break out of it because we're deceived by our own sin. To be made new in the attitude of our minds. We all have an attitude of, in our minds and we have to exchange the old way of thinking for a new way of thinking. It's the same in any area of our lives, right? You can go to a coaching conference where they're gonna introduce you to some new ways of thinking new way to think about your career, new way to think about your relationships, new way to think about money, new way to think about investing, new way to think about this, that, the other. It's the same in our spiritual lives. And to put on the new self created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. Do you know that you were created to be like God, but you can't accomplish it without him day by day. He wants to renew you day by day. So we put off our old way of thinking and we consume daily the word. The word of God, the truth of the Bible renews my mind. Do you know that God can change the way you think about yourself, about the brokenness from your past, about the future that God has for you? The Bible can change the way you think about God who he is, even your bad boss, he can soften your heart about them. He can change the way you think and he shifts your mind and he shifts your perspective. So now instead of seeing just simply the outward for what it is, you begin to perceive things for what is spiritually happening. You begin to see with eyes of faith and it transforms you from the inside out. He gives you insight. He gives you hope. He gives you peace. He gives you guidance. He gives you comfort. He gives you wisdom in the moment. He gives you supernatural creative ideas and solutions. Amen?
as we renew our minds, he walks with us day by day. And though the situation on the outside might seem like it's hopeless, Jesus is there with you bringing hope, bringing peace and understanding. Amen. The second thing is that he renews our strength. I need a clock. There we go. Oh, man. Okay. He renews our strength. <laughs> he renews our strength. Though outwardly we are wasting away, you ready to hear some of my favorite anti-aging scriptures? Let's do it. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. Amen? His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. Can we grab onto that today? Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and they will not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God is in the business of renewing us. As we age, we get better, amen? Can I get an amen from my friends who I'm looking at you, but I'm not looking at you? When, I st when we started this church, I was 30 years old and full of energy. And DC is a young city. And all the old people move away and all the young people keep coming in. And then I'm just aging. Some of us have stayed. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Marcus also stayed. All right. But here's the thing. He renews our strength. Isn't that awesome? As we age... So the outward is wasting away. He is renewing us on the inside. We're not getting more cynical, more critical, worse attitudes. We're getting sweeter. We're getting kinder. We're getting more empathetic. We're being more compassionate. We're filled with joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And in his presence, there is fullness of joy. As we spend time with him, this, these verses say, as we hope in him. Another version says, wait on him. Do you know that waiting on God is not a passive thing? It is not a passive, static thing. It is an active thing. When I'm putting my hope in God, I can't be putting my hope in all these other things. I don't have time to put my hope in politicians when I'm putting my hope in Jesus. I'm gonna step on your toes today because we gotta know who we are or the next headline is gonna take us down. I'm putting my hope in him. I'm gonna be a good citizen and I'm gonna do my part, but I'm putting my hope in him. I'm putting my hope in Jesus. Come on. But we have to wait on him. And that word wait is tough. Waiting. We don't like to wait. There is a brand new study that just came out of Ohio State University. And it talks to us about how, you know, with the scrolling and with the social media, we're down to just seconds. If in, in marketing, if you want to capture people's attention, it literally, you literally have like three seconds to do it. And they did this new survey and they surveyed like 10,000 people. And they gave them options. They said, if you, can, if you can wait a minimal amount of time for a minimal reward or a minimal to mediocre amount of time for a mediocre reward, or if you could wait a maximum amount of time for a really 
max reward, what do you choose? No. You cannot believe people chose choice A. Again and again and again, majority of Americans, when it came down to it, wanted the least amount of wait time and would settle for less because they didn't want to wait. I'm not putting that on you. I'm not saying that's your nature, but I'm saying that it is not a cultural norm to wait on God. We become impatient with him. We become disgruntled with him. We begin to accuse the God of the universe who created us, who knows us best. We begin to accuse him of not hearing our prayers. We begin to say things like, well, I tried that and it didn't work. And God says, wait on me. Put your hope in me. Allow me to take control of your situation. Surrender your life to me as we wait on him. Finally, he renews our spirit. And we're wrapping up. He renews our spirit. In Psalm 51.10, the Bible says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. <clears throat> These words were written by King David right after he had made some very, very poor choices. He was a man after God's own heart because he had a relationship with God and he walked in humility before God. He wasn't perfect. He made some very bad decisions. In fact, he had committed adultery and then he committed murder. And he came to God and he said, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. I don't know where you are today, what kind of mistakes you think have disqualified you from following hard after Jesus, but I'm telling you there's hope in him today. There's mercy at the throne room of Jesus. There's mercy for you. There's forgiveness for sin. The Bible talks about the, dece the, the, the deceitfulness of sin and how all of us as human beings, if we're really honest, can get caught up in it. And maybe you're not contemplating adultery or murder today. But you know what? Bad attitudes can deceive us and cause us to walk in our own way. They can stop that renewal process that God wants to work in us. Bad attitudes, negative mindset, lack of faith. God says, I can renew a steadfast spirit. You know, steadfast means firmly fixed in place, immovable, not subject to change. We do not lose heart. Although everything is shifting, things are wasting away. Things aren't going the way we thought. Inside, he's renewing us. He's renewing a steadfast spirit where you were once immovable and you've shifted God can renew that. He can renew a steadfast spirit in you. Sin is one of the greatest enemies of a steadfast spirit. Negative thoughts, bad attitude, drifting. We can slowly drift in our walk with Christ. We can begin to question. I'm here to tell you today, if you are digesting media more than you're digesting the truth of the word of God, you're gonna have trouble. You gotta measure yourself. And I know that some of us, like this is what we do for a living. 
right? Some of us, this is what you do for a living. Ask God to help you. Ask him to give you wisdom, where to draw those lines. Because you know what? We have a higher calling in this life to walk in faith, to walk and allow him to renew us from the inside out daily, daily being renewed and filled with his truth, his word, his hope. Allowing him to do that work. The enemy's plan with us has never changed. It's been the same from the beginning of time. When the serpent came and made his way to Eve and began to cast shadows over the word of God to our lives, he said to Eve, did God really say? Did God really say? His, he's not smart enough to hatch a new plan, guys. It's the same thing every time. He wants to cause us to question the plan and the purpose and the will of God for our lives. And I'm here to just bring this simply one word to you today. We do not lose heart. Although things don't look like God is in control, He is in control. And we are being renewed daily from the inside out, amen? He is renewing our hearts. He is renewing our spirits. He is renewing our minds. He is renewing our strength as we spend time in his presence, as we come before him and say, God, forgive me, I got off. I got off track. His mercy is new every morning. He is a God of the impossible. He is a God of the improbable. What is impossible with man is possible with God, amen? Acts 3.19 says, repent and turn to God so that your sins can be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come. I wanna pray for us today as I close, and I wanna just allow each room, Dulles Campus, Tinley Town Campus, wherever you are tuning in online, eliminate distractions, and let's take this moment to surrender our hearts to Jesus afresh, amen? to repent, you know, you know what's going on in your heart, in your life. You know the doubt that you have allowed in your mind. We have, God can only do what he can do, right? Like he's the one. <laughs> he does the heavy lifting, but each of us have our part to play and our part to play is not earning anything, but it's simply saying yes to him and allowing that work of humility, that work of surrender that work of like, God, yes, I need you to do this in my life. I need you to change my mind. I need you to change my heart. I need you to give me a doorway out of this fear, this anxiety, this depression, this grief. God, please. And he's here today to meet you right where you are. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for the truth of your word that comes to wash our minds. God, thank you that you're renewing us from the inside out as we daily surrender to you. Regardless of what things look on the outside, God, thank you that you come to transform our natural eyes into eyes of faith. Father, thank you that you're bringing a fresh perspective, that you're moving in new and fresh ways. God, that you are not a God of the old thing, but you're the God of the new thing and the renewed thing in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for those who are experiencing this morning discouragement, deep discouragement from past disappointments, disillusionment. We, we ask, Father, that freedom from disillusionment this morning. 
God, we thank you that, that, that you are the God of renewal that you bring winds of refreshing by your spirit into places in our lives that we never thought could be full of life again. Old relationships, dead dreams, unforeseen outcomes. Father, we thank you that you are the God of the new, that you are the God of the renew, that you are the God of the fresh life, that you bring life into the dry, dead areas, that you are birthing a new thing. God, we make space today in our lives for what you want to do. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we don't want to escape this moment without giving you an opportunity. If you're tuning in online or in one of our rooms this morning, we want to give an opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I simply would ask that you just simply slip up your hand. We're going to pray a prayer all together this morning. And we're going to repeat after me in just a moment across all of our campuses. But if you're sitting at Dulles campus or maybe you're here in Tenley Town this morning, you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never made the decision to follow Jesus. I want to invite you to simply slip your hand up to me. No one is looking. We're not going to embarrass you or call you out. But I would like to know who I'm praying with this morning. We're all going to pray this out loud this morning as we resurrender our hearts to him. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I see that hand. I'm sure there's many in Dulles and believing for you as you tune in online. We're going to pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. I put off my old self. I don't want to live my old way. I ask you to make me new. Come into my heart. Forgive my sin. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I want to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.